Please welcome Helen Haynes. Thank you. I, I just wanted to really provide a, a, a context for uh, these four amazing women. So uh, I'm quoting the anthology called SOS, Calling All Black People, which was partially edited by uh, Dr. Sonia Sanchez. Uh, the black arts movement of the 60s and 70s was amongst the most significant cultural movements in American history. The aesthetic counterpart of the black power movement, it burst onto the scene uh, with that, uh, in the form of artist circles, writers workshops, drama groups, dance troupes, new publishing ventures, bookstores, and cultural centers. The black arts movement grew out of the community and has influenced the arts and uh, culture broadly in the United States. It wasn't quite like that before it came along. And uh, it was the current movements uh, that we have today in placemaking and also in social practice that actually grew out of that movement that happened 40 years ago. The movement focused on identity, both personal and cultural, and it was a time of self-discovery and validation for black people. All of these women in the film matured and began their careers during that period, just as I did. This is where, the, where and when they began to develop their language and their voice. What in fact is a conjure woman, but a culture keeper that keeps and passes on the spiritual practice and veneration of the ancestors. All of these women embrace their Africanism and heritage through their work, which reflects on the history of their community through their art. The language of the Contra woman is magical, mystical, and also metaphorical. It is a special language that in fact is the voice of a people. In fact, they're inseparable. Anita Gonzalez, as a founding member of Urban Bish Women, began uh, burst onto the scene in 1984 and uh, brought some of the undertold stories of our history, spiritual traditions, and culture to life through dance, music, and text. Around the time that Urban Bushwomen was doing that work, there wasn't a lot of vocalization in dance. You know, the dancers weren't speaking to you from the stage. Uh, there weren't, wasn't a lot of um, oral uh, uh, text that was going on as a part of a dance performance. Carrie Mae Weems, who works in a variety of mediums, is best known for her photography, but she tells the story with a focus on black life and the issues of racism, gender relations, politics, and uh, also just the personal uh, stories that come out of family life. Uh, Robbie McCauley, who is an avant-garde uh, performance artist and thespian, uh, started thinking about telling uh, a storytelling in the 1970s and how personal stories connected to larger events that people were born out of, that were born into, and that went beyond them. And she said that the history is something that people carry in their bodies. Cassandra Wilson, a jazz musician, vocalist, and songwriter born in Jackson, Mississippi, draws on her blues and folk heritage in her unique style. Uh, the language that uh, draws from, as I said, the voice of a people mentioned earlier, she learned from the moans, the shouts, the musical prayers of our people. They say her ancestry is Fon, Yoruba, Irish, and Welsh, all great storytellers and poets. Her early associations with Steve Coleman and Embase was an outgrowth of AACM, the Association for the Advancement of Creative Musicians and the Black Artists Group 
These were progressive musicians coming out of Chicago that were uh, espousing a connection to, to uh, African heritage uh, in jazz. Uh, and like Sun Ra, used the concept of ancient to the future, reaching back into heritage while still propelling until future and contemporary work. As you watch this film, I want you to understand that these African-American women are of great accomplishment and influence and are significant to the American contemporary canon as a whole. They're not just contextualized just in the area of African-American work. Norman Lewis, whose exhibition is at PAFA right now, mused that his work would not receive any rec the recognition that it probably deserved as his white contemporaries in the abstract expressionist movement enjoyed until 50 years, 40 years hence. And he was right on the money. Right now his work is going in the six figures and now a million dollars. But at the time and for all those years, he was never really embraced as part of the uh, uh, American canon. These artists are important right now. I spent many years as a presenter, and though I didn't have the privilege of presenting any of the women that are uh, in this uh, uh, film, I did present Urban Bush Women, which was co-founded by Anita Gonzalez. I first saw the company about 25 years ago in Atlanta during the Black Arts Festival, and they performed one of their seminal works called Praise House. That combine, those which combine elements of theater, dance, and music based on the rhythms and rituals of Africa. It focused on the real-life artist Minnie Evans, which was played by a character called Hannah, and three generations of black women, the mother, Hannah, and her grandmother. It depicted her struggle between the work-a-day life of, um, and dream life, which was depicted in her visionary art. She was visited by angels who led her into a realm of rich colors and images which enthralled her, but she was trapped between the drudgery of life and her mother, uh, the drudgery of life of her mother, and her grandmother, who was a visionary dreamer. The piece showed how a sustaining force, how much a sustaining force, um, spirituality was in the community. Uh, except that only here, Hannah's mother had no art. She had no visions, no angels, and she died alone in despair. Hannah saw that she had to draw or die. I had a profound emotional reaction to that piece. I remember when I saw it in Atlanta at that time. Uh, it took me on a journey that was so personal that when I left the theater, I leaned up against the wall of the theater and bawled. I just cried for a long time uh, because I felt like it was telling my story. It's that dichotomy of being an arts administrator and being an artist about this workaday life and really being having the time and the space to be able to create. Um, Finding a spiritual balance and well-being took place in these praise houses, which is what the piece is named after, which in the time of slavery was a center for the community. It was a place of worship, and much more, it was a moral compass of the community rooted in tradition. The houses practiced a rite of passage called seeking in the wilderness. Before you could become part of a church or praise house, you had to go out into the wilderness and have a dream which connected you to your spiritual parent. This is the cultural anthropology that uh, urban black women use to draw upon this piece. It's that connection to the ancestors, it's connection to um, uh, the diaspora. Urban Bish Woman tells the stories just as these conjure women do as they divine their magical messages in their art. In my own work, I see the coded messages that were communicated 
communicated in quilts for escaped slaves, utilizing veils of meaning. The African diaspora deposited these symbols, traditions, spiritual practice, uh, aesthetics throughout the New World and profoundly influenced the 20th century contemporary art and music and dance and theater that we enjoy today. I always say that there isn't anything in this hemisphere that the African did not touch through the uh, 400 years of the triangle trade and the Atlantic slave trade. We were on all the continents of the uh, New World and uh, our numbers, our culture, our influence is, is undeniable. With that context, I'd like you to enjoy Conjure Women by Demetria Royals. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 